1: Today we will explore the Australian wars and why this history is not acknowledged. The frontier wars is a term often used to describe the more than 100 years of violent conflicts between colonial settlers and the indigenous peoples that occurred during the course of the British settlement of Australia even though australia is a nation that honors its involvement in wars fought overseas it is yet to acknowledge the very struggle that made it the country it is today
2: these were the wars that happened between initially the british empire when it claimed the continent and then occupied it but then was finished by the contemporary Australian colonial governments which founded the Australian Federated Commonwealth Government. These were the wars that were fought in Australia and really made the modern Australian state.
1: Before we start, a content warning. This episode contains references to violence that could distress some listeners. Let's get started. When Captain James Cook first arrived on the shores of what is now known as Australia, he declared this vast land as terra nullius, nobody's land. In reality, the island continent was home to hundreds of different Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations and clans. Hundreds of thousands of indigenous peoples that were instantly deemed as subjects of the British crown. This became the trigger for the frontier wars, the brutal conflicts between indigenous peoples and settlers that marked the foundation of Australia. But this gruesome history is only starting to be recognized now. Filmmaker Rachel Perkins is an Arunda and Kalkadoon woman with European heritage. She has just released a television series that details the nature of the struggle of Indigenous peoples defending their lands from British settlers.
2: Let's begin with the title, The Australian Wars. People might not have heard that before, and it's a title that we chose very deliberately because these were the wars that happened between initially the British Empire when it claimed the continent and then occupied it, but then was finished by the contemporary Australian colonial governments, which founded the Australian Federated Commonwealth Government.
1: Even though the Australian wars were fought throughout the continent, from the arrival of the First Fleet in 1788 and until the mid-1930s, these conflicts were not taught in school or even acknowledged as war until the late 20th century. Professor Henry Reynolds is one of Australia's most respected historians and an expert in warfare. When he started teaching history in 1966, there were almost no mentions of Aboriginal people in history books.
0: I only mentioned the Aborigines twice, merely in passing, and there wasn't even an entry in the index. Only fairly recently, there has been a general acceptance that the conflict actually was warfare wasn't warfare like people understand uh, in the modern world
1: this was because these were guerrilla wars professor reynolds again
0: the view was that it was too small and scattered to uh, be considered uh, having the gravity of warfare there were no uniforms no, no marching soldiers it never really was a case of large formations and battles in the classical sense, but nonetheless it clearly was a form of warfare.
1: Historian Dr Nicholas Clements, another expert in the Australian frontier wars, agrees. They knew it as a war then, all the colonial documents refer to it as warfare, but
3: in the 20th and 21st century we have lost sight of that and I think there are also some underlying political reasons why many people can't identify it as a war. And
1: those political reasons stem back to the concept of terra nullius and British law, as Rachel Perkins explains.
2: There's a contradiction at the heart of these wars that began with the way the British described their occupation. They announced that the Aboriginal people had become British citizens. And so they could never officially declare war because to do so would mean that they were declaring war on their own citizens. (laughs) However, the British used military force to ensure that their occupation of the continent was successful.
1: These wars could only be acknowledged after the proclamation of terra nullius was legally challenged and overturned in the early 1990s in what is known as the landmark Mabo decision. Professor Reynolds explains.
0: Up until this time the view had been that the Aborigines did not own the land. So therefore the fighting couldn't be about the control of land because They didn't have any legal title to land. Uh, After 1992 and that judgment, the nature of the war had to change because clearly it was about the sort of issues which war has always been about, control over territory.
1: Dr. Clements says the failure of the British Empire to recognize indigenous ownership of land in Australia is a historical anomaly. At the very heart of the British colonisation of Australia was
3: a flawed premise. Unlike all the other countries the British colonised, they did not acknowledge the sovereignty of the Indigenous owners here in Australia. Because of that, there were no treaties. There was no attempt to negotiate with the local peoples. And to this day, we struggle from a legal standpoint to understand what their rights are for the land.
1: And that failure to negotiate led to brutal bloodshed. Colonial records and archaeological evidence uncovered by teams of experts demonstrate the horrific scale of the conflict. The National Museum of Australia alone holds more than 400 remains of Aboriginal ancestors. Rachel Perkins says the descendants of those who survived will always remember.
2: A lot of Aboriginal people have been the vessels for carrying this history. Aboriginal people have handed down the stories of what happened to them, to us, in our families. So I grew up knowing about the massacre of my people in Queensland, and I knew about the violent rape of my great-grandmother, etc.
1: Tasmania's Black War fought between 1824 and 1831 was the most intense frontier conflict in Australia's history. Dr. Clements explains. The Black War, as it's become known, was
3: the most constricted geographically and and temporally in anywhere in Australia.
1: In the Australian War series, Rachel Perkins explains that during the Black Wars, more Tasmanians were killed than the number of Tasmanians that died in Korea, Malaysia, Indonesia, Vietnam and peacekeeping missions combined. Dr. Nicholas Clement says the colonial authorities and settlers were petrified by the endurance of Aboriginal people. Aboriginal resistance
3: was... Striking. Everybody knew somebody in the colonial world who who had been killed or wounded by Aboriginal people, who'd had their farms burnt down. It was absolutely terrifying. In fact, serious people were contemplating having to abandon the colony.
1: But the Europeans prevailed. They almost completely annihilated Indigenous Tasmanians. It's only by a hair's breadth that we even have
3: Aboriginal descendants in Tasmania today, because they were almost completely wiped out largely by
1: violence and a lot of this violence was sexual violence the systemic abduction and rape of aboriginal women was so common that some historians like dr clements attribute the survival of some aboriginal nations to sexual assault the trigger for the violence the match that
3: lit the spark was sexual violence and that all that story begins with the gender imbalance in colonial society. So in Tasmania, for instance, there were ten or twelve men for every woman. However, out on the frontier were these exotic, naked. Aboriginal women, women who they'd been taught to
1: regard as scarcely human and certainly people that they didn't need to respect. To crush the Aboriginal resistance in many parts of Australia, colonialists created the Native Police, a trained paramilitary force used to instill terror. Professor Reynolds explains...
0: You recruited uh, native soldiers and you used them as basically a military force. And this was undoubtedly the major force in breaking down Aboriginal resistance. And the native police were used for 50 years as settlement moved across this vast colony.
1: The men were given uniforms, guns and horses. Dr. Clements believes they were manipulated by white officers, who use them for their traditional Aboriginal knowledge and bush
3: skills. The toll taken by the native police in Queensland alone was in the tens of thousands. Estimates go as high as 60 to 80,000, I believe, which is absolutely staggering and It casts a a moral cloud over this
1: whole nasty business. All this history is something that Rachel Perkins had to confront during the making of the Australian Wars series.
2: I found a recording that had been made by my grandmother talking about her mother's family being massacred that I'd never heard before. And I'd never been to the place where it happened and I'd never really found out where it happened until I made the documentary series.
1: Dr. Clements, whose predecessors were settlers, believes that all Australians need to overcome feelings of shame and shed light on past injustices.
3: Whether someone's ancestors were involved or not, we are all the inheritors of Aboriginal land, which was stolen land. At a minimum, we all have a role to play in Unveiling this history, coming
1: to terms with this history, and playing a role in a positive future. Professor Reynolds believes Australia, a nation that honors its fallen soldiers in its many war memorials, needs to openly recognise that the frontier wars happened and were riddled with criminal acts against humanity.
0: How is it that we can't come to terms with the Australian Wars? This is not the case in the United States they recognise all the conflict with the Indians officially as wars. It's clearly not the case in New Zealand. Uh, The Maori wars have always been a very important part of their history.
1: Rachel Perkins says the reason for this anomaly is simple.
2: Australia is one of the unique places in the world where the colonials didn't leave. (laughs) The colonists or the settlers that came with them have remained in power. So I think that makes it a bit more difficult for the nation to acknowledge or celebrate those that defended the country because the colonial occupying force hasn't hasn't left. <laughs> Dr.
1: Clements believes that lest we forget The phrase commonly used to honour Australian fallen soldiers should be extended to those warriors who fought against the British occupation of their lands.
3: I would feel so much prouder if my country acknowledged with courage its own past, the wrongs of its predecessors, and fully committed to righting those wrongs to the best of its ability in the future. I take no pride in the fact that my country is hiding from its past. I want my children to grow up where in the landscape, whether it's with memorials or whether it's with dual naming, Aboriginality is there, it's present, it's acknowledged.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Settlement Guide, written and produced by me, Claudiana Blanco. The Settlement Guide Managing Editor is Rosa Germian. Until next time.